I'm Robin Hess. Welcome to Climate Focused Future. Hurricane Ida hit Louisiana on Sunday, August 29th as a Category 4 hurricane and is continuing up the East Coast as a tropical storm. Unfortunately, this devastating hurricane was fueled by climate change. So how did global warming fuel Hurricane Ida and how will it continue to create similarly destructive storms in years to come? First, a crash course on hurricanes. They're also called typhoons, cyclones, or tropical cyclones, which is the scientific name. Hurricanes are tropical cyclones that form over the Atlantic or Eastern Pacific Oceans. Hurricanes are formed from warm and moist air, so they form over warmer ocean waters. Basically, when warm air rises over the ocean because warm air is less dense, it creates a low pressure area from where it rose. So more air moves into this low pressure area near the warm ocean, and this air also warms and rises, which continues in a swirling cycle until it spins and grows into a storm. And a tropical cyclone, or hurricane, is declared once these swirling winds reach 74 miles per hour. Now that you know some of the basics about a hurricane, let's move on to climate change and Hurricane Ida. So on its way over to Louisiana, Hurricane Ida passed over the Gulf of Mexico, which has very warm water right now. After the hurricane passed over this heated water, the hurricane underwent rapid intensification, which is an important term. Rapid intensification is when winds increase by 35 miles per hour over 24 hours, and Ida increased from a Category 1 to a Category 4 storm. The hurricane's winds increased by 65 miles per hour over the course of a day. Unfortunately, this story is not unique to Hurricane Ida. The term to keep in mind when it comes to storms and climate change is rapid intensification. NBC News reports that the chances a hurricane will become a Category 3 or higher has increased by 8% each decade with global warming. And each 1 degree Celsius of temperature rise helps the atmosphere hold 7% more moisture, which makes storms wetter and more capable of dropping water over land. For example, Hurricane Ida dropped over 15 inches of rain in some places, and storm surges went up to 7 feet tall. As if this isn't bad enough, rising sea levels increase storm surge flooding. Recently, ocean waters have been 3 to 5 degrees Fahrenheit higher in the Gulf of Mexico on average due to greenhouse gas emissions absorbed by the water. This adds fuel to the fire, so to say. And this isn't just a meteorological phenomenon. As with most global warming impacts, although large polluters are responsible for warming ocean temperatures, it's less wealthy and less privileged groups that feel the consequences of climate change. In Louisiana, people who didn't have access to their own vehicles were unable to evacuate Hurricane Ida and had to wait out the hurricane in their own living space. And this inequity expands to cover housing disparities, especially in regards to storm safety and access to emergency services or healthcare. You can refer back to the three-part environmental justice series that I did earlier this summer for more information about the environmental justice impact of climate disasters. So in summary, the ocean is a CO2 sink, so it absorbs our greenhouse gas emissions. When the ocean absorbs our emissions, it causes the water to warm, and warm water makes hurricanes more powerful. Warm water is especially impactful in the process of rapid intensification. Often, these super hurricanes impact low-income communities disproportionately. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I hope everybody is able to stay safe and healthy. Going into the new school year, I'll be publishing episodes twice a month rather than each week. I'm Robin Hess. Thanks for listening to Climate Focused Future.